Hello and welcome to the Make Ideas Reality Podcast. I'm Justin White, aka The Garage Avenger. We all want to reach the moon, but everything comes at a cost. So it's important to balance our ambitions. Today we're going to be speaking with Marius Budvin from Arundel Leather Company about just that, balancing his ambitions. He shares with us the enormous amount of things on his plate. We talk about how he balances and more importantly, how he doesn't balance all these things. Marius shares with us how his ADHD helps and hinders his ambitions. And I drop a bomb about the future of Garage Avenger and this podcast. I know you're going to get heaps from this episode, so let's just get into the show. Ambition gave him drive to be better. Always working was his scarlet letter. The day job, the side hustle, the family, and the band. The clock always ticking, moving the hour hand. To find a balance in all the hustle and bustle, one must look deep at one's heart muscle. Welcome to the show, Marius Budvin from Arendal Leather. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's great. <laughs> I'm always impressed about your uh, your limericks. <laughs> they they are so bad. <laughs> but I, I use way too much time on them. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna honor it and put it on a plaque on my wall. Definitely. Awesome. Um, yeah, before we get started, uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Marius? Who are you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, as you said, my name is uh, Marius Bodvin. I run uh, a company called Arendal Leather Company, together with my good friend Vidar. Um, and it's still like a side hustle, uh, part-time thingy, uh, but we want to build a business that uh, gives people the option to choose um, sustainable heirloom pieces that will last them a lifetime and they can uh, pass on to their kids or grandkids. Uh, other than that, I have a family, a wife and two kids. And uh, uh, as you probably know now, I live in Arendal. So yeah, short, short intro. Yeah, now where is Arendal, by the way? Everyone knows where that where that is, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's where Frozen is shot, right? Yes, <laughs> there you go. Let it go. No, uh, it's in the south of Norway, uh, an hour away from Kristiansand. If someone knows where that is, about the three and a half hours from Oslo. So it's the it's the Gold Coast, right? Yeah, it's all it's all where the cool people hang out in summer, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about. Uh, balancing ambition. Now we all have some kind of ambitions, whether it's like to learn to play the guitar or earn our own home or run a, a business or a side hustle, for example, or perhaps it's even to retire early. But some people, kind of like me, and probably as you're about to hear from Marius, have ambitions that seem to just take over and left if they're left in unchecked, they can lead to like burnout and even that loss of that drive entirely because you just can't do anymore. And so balancing ambition is important and not only for yourself, but also for the sanity of everyone around you. Because obviously if you've got a family, if you've got friends, you know, they're only going to put up with it for so much. So if you're feeling a sense of overwhelm, maybe it's time to look at balancing those ambitions so being that we're going to be talking about ambitions uh, I wanted to give people a bit of context um, a little bit uh, from your side Marius mm -hmm. um, what are the ambitions you have on your plate at the moment well yeah my ambition uh, when it comes to the company is to build it up to being uh, first a full-time job for me uh, where uh, where we can kind of scale the business and then get possibly Vidar in if he wants to, to do a full-time job as well uh, and we kind of we haven't set our like our uh, our highest ambition we don't know if we want to grow it to 10 people if we want it to stay small we don't know that yet, but um, at least uh, it will be like it, it. 
it could be like a full time gig for for me. Um, so that's that's the ambition right now. I don't have the capacity to think any further than that. But uh, yeah, that's what what we're working for. But you also have a family. You're oh yeah. A, I mean, you're building a house. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a band. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of other things going on. Yeah. So besides this, I I so this is my kind of my side hustle. Even though it's the thing I definitely spend uh, like my most of my time with. Uh, but other than that, I run. I don't know if I can say run a company. It's just me. But it's um, as a hired consultant, and I work in the shipping industry. Uh, so that pays the bills, basically. Uh, and other than that, we're currently building a house uh, on Trumme, which is an island outside of Arndal. And that's uh, turning out to not be the greatest project uh, ever <laughs> done. So we're in a, a little bit of a starting of a legal battle kind of thing now. Um, yeah, and I have two kids, uh, one two-year-old and one seven-year-old and a wife. And uh, they have the, their ambition and dreams. So we kind of have to make sure that they have the time to do their things as well. And yes, I'm in a band. Uh, it's, uh, it's not the serious band. It's basically, that's my escape from all the other things. Um, so we've been playing a couple of gigs this summer, which was really nice. And um, we're going to continue doing that. Um, yeah, I used to own, uh, actually like a balance inhibition. I, I, tr I managed to shave some of my workload off. So I used to own 10% of drum brew, which is a brewery that's just down the street from here. Mm -hmm. So I sold my shares just in, so I did good. <laughs> <laughs> so did you got a lot going on. I did some balance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, that is a lot of stuff because especially like anyone that's built a house knows that that's a buttload of work. Just even just managing the builders, right? Um, yeah, because, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and like picking out all the things that, you know, how the walls are going to be, all the details, all the fittings, everything. Like that's a huge amount of work just in itself, let alone what's going on with your house, the fact that it's not, coming up right and and they're, they're over time and you know and you guys are sort of living in a shanty house kind of thing at the moment right it's yeah i mean uh as you said it's it's uh for for everyone who's building a house it's like uh it's a huge toll on a family and uh people around you it starts off with being like um you are kind of naive and you try to think of it as uh only fun things like picking out bathroom furniture and so on and it starts yeah. off nice, but the end you're just like, I don't give, like, I don't give a shit. Just pick something. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but it's uh, in our case, um, we were supposed to have a project manager who has not done his job at all in this project. So I have kind of taken over that responsibility as well. Mm. So I've spent a huge amount of time on that project and they've done mistakes that has led to me uh, needing to kind of uh, bring my laser. Uh, what do you call it? Not laser pointer, but like a measuring device. Yeah, yeah, your level, laser level. Yeah, and then I have to measure the whole house again and draw it up in AutoCAD again to oh, create uh, the right drawings for the ventilation people and the electrical people and all that stuff. So it's just been insane. And it was supposed to be done in April, and now we're currently in September. So yeah, it's... Uh, it's 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 bad because I remember like last weekend. Usually we want to go out there every weekend to check out how things are going. But last weekend, I like I didn't want to go out there, which is not a good <laughs> sign. <laughs> so, but they're getting there, and hopefully it will it will be done in about three three weeks or so. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to like you're running your own consultancy business beside like as your main income. Yeah, right next to Arundel Leather, you know. Arundel Leather is a you know brick and mortar business. You know yes. you have rent, you have you have to physically make things. Like that's a lot on your plate all at once. Do you find you're getting like snowed under? Like you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Or yeah, I mean, hundred percent. It's hmm. uh, you have kind of uh, we uh, maybe we're recording it this at the right time because this is not. Uh, a situation where I can look back and say, like, in hindsight, I worked way too much. I'm currently, like, in the middle of the worst kind of 
I don't know. It's just <laughs> don't talk about snowed in. It's like or snowed down. It's uh, I'm currently there. And, ju- uh, and just come on a podcast to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's I'll, another thing. You got your own podcast too. I oh forgot. yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I have a podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's really hard because uh, this is my dream is to make. Um, if it's not on a leather, it's just uh, building a business f- uh, for my uh, for myself uh, or together with like Vidal, and and doing what I love to do, which is uh, I, so I'm I'm a designer by trade, so uh, I love designing uh, physical objects. I'm not a huge fan of the like the graphic or visual design and computer uh, do that as well, but designing physical stuff and actually being able to make it afterwards, it's a huge reward for me. So that's my dream, kind of to make that happen. It was, uh, it it could have been anything, uh, to be honest. It it just uh, was a coincidence that it turned out to be leather. Could easily have been furniture or other stuff, but it's um, it's leather that has kind of, taken the the place in my heart so um when you kind of when it's my it's my baby this business it's hard to kind of uh not uh kind of not work on it at all times if you know what i mean like all my spare time goes into it if if i'm supposed to be taking time off it's in the back of my head uh it's like you want to do everything uh, at once you want to be able to be on different kind of markets you want to open your business you want to do custom work you want to reach out to other businesses to buy your products it's uh yeah it's uh i'm, I'm rambling justin i'm sorry that's just my head is so full and uh, it's just yeah well, i mean you have, that, to, you have to help me keep the thread <laughs> if that, if but that i mean it. that makes complete sense you've got a lot going on of course you're all scrambled in your head like that is a huge amount of work and I wondered too, because like I've been doing some inner work uh, yeah. and I've sort of realized that my ambition stems from my childhood mm-hmm. and growing up in a family with three brothers and single mom, like I struggled to get the attention and the validation I needed. And that just mm. flowed on to adulthood. So like I can understand, uh, you know, from my perspective, where my ambition comes from, like are you able to look back and see in your childhood or youth, like where your drive for, for what you're doing comes from? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think my, I didn't have that drive when I was younger. Uh, and that's, I think that's part of why I have the drive now because I always struggled to fit in, uh, in some ways, not socially and stuff. I've always had a ton of friends and had a good social life, but, uh, in terms of, finding your passion or uh, or as I like as m- most of my friends are engineers I don't know if they're passionate about it but I was always envious that they kind of just that's what I'm going to do I, I don't like it's I don't need to have like a huge passion for it it's just that's what I'm going to do for work I I've always had the need to have like a, like to kind of fall in love with w- what I'm supposed to do but I never mm-hmm. figured out what that was when I was younger and also when I kind of um, started to lean towards the design and craft and stuff, uh, especially by, sorry, my brother, but, uh, but, but my, my older brother always kind of put that down. So when I said, oh, I want to get into design, I want to get into crafts or whatever, it's like, oh, my God, like uh, kind of uh, putting that down. I don't want to say what he said because it's, uh, it's not nice. But uh, that's definitely... Uh, stayed with me um, more than I actually thought but it's like when you get older you kind of uh, are able to look back and kind of analyze why why, why things turn out the way it did and um, definitely uh, that's a huge part in why I didn't follow that kind of that road mm. so after that and when we got into to high school and stuff i kind of just tried to follow the the rest of my friends i went into the like the standard uh, high school uh, subjects and classes and uh, me with my head and how that works uh, school has never been a good place for me at all 
I've mm. coped, I've gone through, I've got a bachelor degree and stuff, but it's like, it's always been just draining, draining me for energy. And uh, if it's stuff I don't care about, I really, really struggle to pay attention and to remember stuff. So um, yeah, I think the drive for me now is like knowing, knowing my place in the world and um, being afraid uh, that that's not going to happen in some way. So I can always, with my kind of um, background from shipping and UX design and everything, I think I should be able to get a job quite easily. But but I, I'm afraid to go back to the situation where I'm in uh, a job that I don't love mm. uh, and uh, or at least like. So that's why I feel this is my only out in some way on a leather. So that's why I work so goddamn hard on making it work because i need it i don't want to go back to to the place i uh, was before yeah i feel you there like i like we had that conversation with me and my wife you know, a couple of weeks back where things were looking pretty shitty on the finances mm. and you know uh, we talked about it in our new podcast bridge through fire um so be sure to go check that out guys if you if you're interested in the inner workings of a crazy relationship that i have with my wife <laughs> but um you know we're pretty brutally honest you know with each other uh, you know we were you know feeling like you know we i might have to go get a real job you know a real job as in like a consistent yeah, yeah. job and i was like i was freaking out inside i'm like fuck no no we're not doing that <laughs> but of course on the outside to my wife i'm like yeah okay well if we need to do that we'll need to do that but inside I was absolutely dying, you know, so I, I feel you there. I wondered though, you mentioned your brother. Do you think it's also part of it? It's like a, like a chip on your shoulders. Like, like, fuck you, bro. Like I yeah. can fucking do what I want. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, uh, I've been like, uh, recent years, uh, at least I've, I've noticed, uh, the way my head works that I'm, I'm, I'm much better and just, I don't give a shit what people think. Everyone, when mm. I like, I remember when I started off doing leather work, and I kind of, I still had that uh, in the back of my head that people kind of roll their eyes when I say what I want to do. Mm. So I remember I was, it was not always fun, kind of saying, "Hey, my dream is to kind of make this my living," because it's it sounds like kind of stupid to me as well when I said it at that point. But still, it was my dream to make it happen. But uh, but now recent years, when I kind of see what I can, what I can uh, accomplish and make happen, even though it's still not a, a full-time successful business, it's still uh, way more than I ever could have dreamed of uh, seven years ago. You kind of get that mentality of like, I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit what people think. I'm just going to do my thing. And you see the importance of doing that as well. Hmm. I mean, oh, wow. I, I must also say like, some of your products are well actually all of your products let's be honest which one do you don't like just it's not like i don't like it i i just see like for example you you showed me that new clutch bag that you made for the hairdresser uh and i i mean that that is beautiful absolutely beautiful work you know and i like i feel like like even my wife said that is a stunning stunning handbag like that is just gorgeous and yeah, thank you you know um so i think you know you have a real eye for it and you know but knowing like going back those seven years you know like you said like it's amazing how far you can come in that time if you just persist um yeah but i did want to do you mentioned just briefly about you know you struggled through school and and you got you know a ma was it a master's or a bachelor's? I can't remember. A bachelor. Yeah, a bachelor. Like you have ADHD or you have you yeah. been diagnosed or yeah. is it just self-diagnosis? No, no, no. It's uh it got to the point where my wife was like, it should maybe have you ever thought about uh, going in to get yourself uh checked up uh on this part? I guess she was uh pretty sure i had it uh and i haven't I've never even like thought about it i've just thought like this is the way i work and i thought it was 
a bunch of it were uh, anxiety because I had anxiety attacks when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I still have anxiety, but it's it turns out it's for kind of a different reason. But yeah, no, I went in a couple of years ago, actually, to a neuropsychologist or something, answered a bunch of questions, went there for three sessions or so. And she was like, yeah, I think we need to talk about uh, like the future and what that holds. And I was like, yeah, but we still need to figure out if I have like ADHD or anything. And she just started laughing. <laughs> she was like, you, my friend, have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I have that. And it's um, a lot of uh, things have um, makes, kind of made sense now looking back why things uh, were the way were the way they were back then so i wish i knew it back then but it was a different time you know mm. do you find that that like having adhd you know makes you better in your daily life or does it like how does it does it help you or hinder you in your ambitions um i would say like both uh it hinders me when i need to do stuff i don't like to do which you always have to do. You, can, you can't always do stuff you want to do. So let's say I'm sitting down to do my accountant work. Uh, that's, that's, that's almost to the point of being physically painful for me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> always to like, I always almost goes like a week over the deadline. You know, it's like, ugh, it's so bad. Um, so it hinders me when I need to do stuff I don't like. But, uh, and also of course, you have that um, feeling of having a thousand thoughts in your head at the same time. Mm. So being able to focus on one thing is really, really hard. Uh, and kind of, uh, uh, luckily, I'm a, I'm a good sleeper. So I fall asleep easily. But, uh, but I know that's a problem for many people with ADHD. But um, in the other end, it really helps me because I have an insane capacity for working. Mm. And when it's stuff I do like. Could, it's something they call a hyper focus that you get into. So when it's something you really are interested in, uh, you can I can just kind of s- just zone out and do that for forty eight hours, no problem. And uh, and uh, yeah, and it also helps me to have uh, to kind of um, how do you say it, like launch on my ideas basically. So I I I at least have experience when people talk about things they want to do it just ends up being talk but uh, i usually when i start talking about something i want to do like the next day it's done and it's not always a good thing it's like you know the uh the uh what do you call it um jesus christ <laughs> when you jump on like when you have uh, no impulse control yeah you know, I jump straight, like, I just, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, no, no, uh, let's sit down and discuss it and th- see if it's a good idea. I'm <laughs> just like, go, go, go. <laughs> so it's, it's both a hindrance and um, so kind of, I call it a superpower, at least to myself, to make myself feel good. But it's, uh, yeah, you have a huge capacity when it's, uh, com- when it comes down to stuff you actually enjoy. That makes sense. Yeah. Look, you know, and I can see too, like where it could be a complete advantage. Like, the fact is that we, if you start something and you go all in without thinking about it, that is that is a superpower because a lot of time we overthink shit, right? We overthink yeah. it to the end and we don't even start. And mm. my wife and I were talking about this uh, in our latest podcast last week. Yeah, it was last week um, where we were talking about, you know, just getting the support of your partner, you know, and... Uh, I brought up the point is like, you've got to kind of show the work. If you're not working towards something, how can you get the support of your partner if you're just talking about it all the time? Mm. You know, they're not going to believe in you because you're not physically doing the work. No, Uh, And so sometimes you have to look at that. And I see like, (laughs) uh, it can be a problem that you're doing too much, but at the same time, at least you're doing something, you know, and you're moving forward in something even if they end up in dead ends right yeah uh, making can they you can see them as a waste of time but realistically they're not you know you're learning along the process like okay that didn't work for me right yes i know not to do that again <laughs> yeah Ho- hopefully 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, w- w- once you have done a bunch of uh, shitty ideas, you get better at filtering them as well. Mm. So it's not like I jump on every idea I have, but I, I jump on less and less of them, if that makes sense, because I kind of, I can categorize them into like, okay, I, I tried that thing. This is the, in the same area. I think I'll leave that for now and jump on something that I actually I've kind of tried before. And this is something I, I'll add to that. And also I have to say being two people in our company and, um, and Vidal being uh, very similar to my wife <laughs> in, in terms of being like really grounded, no like emotional roller coasters uh, at all. And, and being really, really calm uh, has been a huge deal for uh, how, uh, how far we've come now. Because being able to say, okay, let's sit down, let's prioritize, let's talk about this and kind of calming the situations and kind of being that voice of reason, uh, that's a huge part. I, I would never be able to do this alone at all. I just, that has to be uh, said, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he like you, it's nice to have the polar opposite to you because it yes. allows you to be grounded when you're flying high, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Vito too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course I have to say, as, as you know, like with your wife, like the the the, the support of the wife is uh, is really or the partner is really really important, and letting me. Uh, go in after kids are gone to bed and work all night and then do the same the day after uh, with uh, some breaks in between that's uh, like uh, yeah we have talked about that before me and you're like I don't know if I would be able to give that back uh, the same way so that's uh, I really really yeah. appreciate that as well yeah like if the roles were were reversed right if yeah. she asked that of you yeah yeah well that's I would, an interesting I would <laughs> I would too. I'd be like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, you have to it's be not all about you, wife. <laughs> you know? it's like, you know, so you have to really sometimes step back and really uh, kind of uh, appreciate that and show the appreciation as well. So, but that also, that's an, a new thing to balance, you know, family life and work and hobbies and everything. Yeah. I mean, they, they say that like ambitious people, struggle with things such as criticism and relationships like we're talking about now and and self-care um how do you handle like those things how do you how do for example let's talk about relationships we just talk about that now yeah how how do you handle that relationship obviously you're working a lot you have high ambitions Uh, how do you look after the wife and the kids uh well luckily in some way i have i get a really bad con is it like not bad conscience is that the right word like yeah i I, yeah i easily get bad conscience so so that's in that way it works because i always feel bad when i go in to work in some way so that i'm i'm coming but that helps me to take to take some nights off um once in a while Mm. um luckily my wife is also kind of an introvert so she enjoys spending time alone just reading books and watching her shows that i don't want to even touch those shows um but uh, no it's hard the relationship um it's it's not easy but um i think the most important thing why it works is that we always we always say what we feel we talk to each other we have we have never fought like we have been together for 10 years we never had an like an argument a real argument because we kind of and people say, oh, that's really unhealthy. You need to argue in a relationship. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's I 1,000% agree. You do not if need you, to if argue. You just, um, if you don't let it, uh, if you say what you mean then and there, it doesn't es- like uh, escalate, escalate to like a big mm-hmm. thing. So that's what we do. We say like, don't do that. That annoys me. Okay, sorry. You know, that could have been a huge argument in two weeks. That one thing you did. So, you know, it's... Uh, so that's, I think that's an important thing. And if she feels like I, I'm working too much or she's getting sick and tired of me being in every night, she tells me. And then I listen to her and I stay home. Mm. So uh, it's, that's a huge part of it. And I, I can also have some, be calm and have like the, knowing that she's going to tell me when it's enough. 
you know so i i i can uh kind of even though i ha- i get a bad conscience i i can clear my conscience in some way when i go in and focus on work because i know that if she didn't want me to go in she wouldn't have said fine go in she would say no not tonight please stay home and i would yeah i mean there's a difference between foreign go in yeah. and fine go in no worries yeah like, <laughs> i think it's a lot to do with the tone and approach right you can re- and the body language of course yeah so i mean that's really good to hear because you've got a lot going on and without the support of your special your closest relationships it's it's super hard oh it is yeah what about self-care like how do you look (laughs) at it like you got heaps of stuff going on like do you look after yourself do you actually go like right i've been working my ass off i need to just stop for a bit and regenerate and i'll go (laughs) no easy easy answer <laughs> now it's actually gone to the point now um uh, that i'm um um i'm going through some uh, medical checks to, to see if everything is all right um just to be sure because i've been feeling lately uh like the pressure in the chest and uh, dizziness and everything i know it's mm. probably just for working too much um but no self-care I'm horrible with that. Um, and like, I've gained weight. I've stopped working out because I don't have time. I know that's an excuse a lot of people use, but it's just, uh, it's not in my schedule right now. And I know that's something that is important to me to to make me happy is to, uh, to uh, work out uh, on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, uh, the this answer is I don't, uh, I don't handle that really, really good, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so my wife, instead of saying to me like, "I'm so sick of you working," she usually says like, "I'm I'm a bit worried." That's usually the way it goes. So uh, I've, I've told her now for the last year that <laughs> you know it's, it's soon. I'll it's going to calm down. I'm going to get back to the to the way it was before. But as I said, like I've been saying that for a year plus. So. Uh, I guess I need to make it happen soon, but it's um, it's hard because it's we're not there where we're comfortable uh, uh, in a financial, the financial part of it in our business. Mm-hmm. So we need to kind of hustle, hustle, hustle. So that's 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 the issue. If I if I had money uh, stored away somewhere, uh, it would be easier to be like, okay, I'll take a couple of days off for a week off or whatever. But um, it's hard. 100%. What about like, you know, do you get to blow off steam a little bit when you're, you're being social, for example, or things like that? Yeah, when I mean, uh, we have a band rehearsal now every month. Uh, and we're trying to do every second week. That's a huge uh, kind of uh, area for me to kind of not let off steam, but uh, forget everything else and just uh, kind of be there and now um so that that's a, that's a big part of it and of course being with my kids when i'm at home uh, i can definitely be better at it but just like putting the phone you know in the hallway shutting the sound off and just be with my kids that's um that's also a way for me to kind of not escape that sounds super dramatic but you know what i mean like just be in another situation and another headspace in some way yeah, some un- disconnect from yes. that digital business other world and just focus on the here and now with the kids. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we did we did that this summer. We had like three days. We went uh, tenting uh, on an island outside our island, <laughs> and um, then I kind of just put the phone away and just kind of lived in that uh, in that uh, situation. That was really nice. We just you know, uh, went uh, bathing all day long and, you know, grilled and uh, barbecued and were together with our friends. That was just like, then I had three days that really kind of gave me a lot of energy when I got back to work. So um, I think I have to be a bit more extreme in some way when I'm supposed to kind of uh, detach from the everyday 
I need to kind of uh, set some rules for myself. I cannot just go home and sit on my couch because then, then I'm working within five minutes in some way. So I need <laughs> yeah. to really, really detach, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You talked about getting energized, like with just having free time. Um, we've also talked personally about Make Essential and how being social was uh, really great. Does that type of, uh, you know, event like that energize you or do you think it zaps energy from you? Uh, it, uh, um, again, a bit of both. I, I th like it's when it's with a group of people that uh, I can relate to in some way or um, it really energizes me. Like when the social gatherings after, after the actual event, uh when we went to you know hilton and the, the moxie and all that i was that really really gave me a lot of energy i met mm. so many great people and it uh, didn't matter if you have uh, 10 million subscribers or two subscribers it was just we were all equals everyone talked to each other it was so nice and um so that that was a huge inspiration when i got home as well but being in a, a huge crowd um in the actual fair can we call it that like the yeah. fairgrounds or whatever that's that's something that kind of stresses me out and triggers some of that anxiety and also when it's i, I have to say i really really uh, like appreciate maker central it's uh, it's one of the best um experiences i've had in terms of in the maker community and uh, and all that but um like the the fair itself it wasn't really uh, for me in some way, because maybe because I, I work in a niche part of making, I'm not a general maker. I do leather work and it wasn't really any booths that were, uh, that was kind of in that, um, in that area of crafting. Uh, it was one booth who did some leather craft, but I mean, that was 10 minutes of, uh, looking at that and I was kind of on to the next one, but, um, um, but I really enjoyed or I wanted to be part of the make with makers. I think you and Kristen uh, did the puppet thingy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and that was something I really wanted to do. But it was uh, the spots were taken pretty, pretty uh, uh, early on, so I didn't get a, to be a part of that. But that really got my mind thinking about uh, what if I wanted to do like a maker, a maker meetup or or that kind of a thing. What I wanted that to look like. So, uh, so all in all, the Maker Center was a, a, a huge and uh, good experience, but uh, the fair itself uh, wasn't really uh, for me. I kind of have, I, I felt that I had to pretend to enjoy it in some way <laughs> to be recognized as a maker. It's probably, and that's not what other people made me feel. It's just me like creating that, those thoughts in my head. You know, it's the same way of uh, uh, making sure that uh, we have a, a podcast episode out or we have stickers or we have whatever, just to kind of be validated by other makers in some way. Mm. It's, uh, we can all say that we give a shit what other people think, but, uh, uh, you know, it's not always like that. We, we also need validation uh, from other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like an event like that is fantastic but you do also you know feel like you're you know searching for validation from people like yeah yeah i'm one of you guys too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh you know and i think um to be quite honest this is a part i feel i need to talk about that i don't really want to but you know um you know feel the need for validation i've been doing a whole heap of inner work lately and i've been looking at you know this podcast and i sort of just i've decided that i'm going to take an undetermined break from this podcast let it rest for a little bit and that, look to be honest it came about in like an awakening or like a revolution like revelation of sorts um when i went to visit nerdforge uh hansi matina uh live locally and you know, I, I dropped in to say hello and you know and there was a funny situation there where uh you know 
they were talking about their newest video and you know i i hadn't seen it but the words came out of my mouth of like i've watched your video right mm. i didn't i didn't under, and you can't take that back when you've said it you know <laughs> and then something came up <laughs> later where I was asking a question about why they were in Canada and then it became very apparent to them that I hadn't seen their video because that's what basically the whole video was about, you know, and, you know, besides that super lovely, I brushed it off at the time and went, Oh shit, I got egg on my face there. Yeah. You know? But then I jumped in the car to drive home and I had this knot in my stomach mm. and and I had, and I was like, why is this here? Like, what have I done to make myself feel like this? And, you know, I had to look into it. And, and I, so in the end, I looked at it as like, oh, you know what? You were embarrassed because you were seeking approval from them. Because look, to be honest, I look up to them. You know, they have achieved a great thing with their, their channel. Uh, they've got an amazing workshop. They've built it from scratch. And, you know, I look up to them and, you know, I was seeking approval from them. And when, you know, I made an ass of myself, you know, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like I hadn't gotten that approval. And that was like, that was the revolution, like the revelation part for me. You know, like the realization is that, like, do I, I don't need their approval. Like, I'm good enough. Mm. And that got me thinking to this podcast too. It's like I started struggling to try and get bigger, better guests on because I had lied to myself. And it's like, I'm doing this for the audience. I want to provide like value for them and so on and so forth. But realistically, like the core fundamental of it underneath that all was like, I was still like searching for validation from the bigger, better guests, right? Yeah. And it was so painful, but it's like, it just had to be said, you know, like the only real reason why I started this podcast up again was because Jimmy Duresta mentioned this podcast on his show and gave it all these amazing praises, right? And I thought, oh, that's so nice. Like, maybe he's got a point. Maybe I should start it up again. But I started to wonder, like, if it wasn't Jimmy Duresta that said it, say it was Marius Boudvin, you know, from Arendal Leather. Nobody from Arendal. <laughs> <laughs> what would it, would have I started up the podcast again? I'm not sure that's the case. No. And, and so I think that was the truth like that was a moment where i realized that i was like okay like i started this up to be approved by jimmy Durester and other people well-known people and mm. you just kept on building and building this idea that you were doing it for everyone else but like again like the underlying fundamental part was i was seeking validation yeah so you know i've grown uh through this podcast you know it's not like i'm devalidating what i've done on the show like i feel like i've had such an amazing list of guests on big and small and you know i've learned a lot about myself through that as well um and so the big thing i want to say is thank you to everybody who has been a guest and more importantly who has listened to this show i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and I really, really hope that you've gotten some value from this show. Um, and look, you know, I have another podcast now with my wife, which also takes up time. Uh, it's called Bridge Through Fire. And uh, if you guys are interested in uh, building relationships better, uh, you know, maybe with your partner or with friends or work colleagues or whatever it is, um, you know, Go have a listen to that. Uh, getting a lot of great feedback from people, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, look, I hope that you will continue to follow my journey in what I'm doing with Garage Avenger uh, and everything on social media and, and YouTube. But yeah, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for everyone 
for listening and I really appreciate your support that you've given me over the years. So uh, thank you. <laughs> what else can I say, Marius? That's, uh, that's You're all welcome. Gonna... <laughs> no, but it's, you know what, Justin, I'm really proud of you because, uh, you know, you have created some, something special there and there's not a lot of podcasts that can kind of go through their guests and, and have the names you have. You know, it's not an easy thing to, to put away in some way, even though it's just maybe on pause. It's not, the, not necessarily the final episode, maybe. Who knows? I'm just trying to, <laughs> but you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's impressive kind of taking that, uh, step to do that. Cause talk about like balancing ambition, you, you see where the, where you need to put your energy to make your dreams re reality, right? You have yeah. a dream of being a maker and not doing the regular eight to five, eight to four. So this is a step in the right direction, I also think, because even though it's a great podcast, it's hard to make money of doing a podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to have hundreds or thousands or if not millions of listeners to actually yeah. to actually make money. Uh, I mean, of course, you have Patreon and things like that. You can ask people to donate. But yeah. realistically, I mean, it's it's not why I was doing it to make money. I was doing it to kind of share things and... <laughs> And get <laughs> you know it's funny when you said this because after we talked about this the last time i yeah. um i had a plan to start a second podcast <laughs> called make ideas reality yeah. um, marius edition or what <laughs> the norwegian edition no but i i really because I, I i thought i thought then it was because i wanted to make a podcast uh about but it was similar to what you're doing but i want to talk to norwegian makers because they're so i just find it so interesting when i meet new makers uh through instagram or whatever and i wanted to kind of ask them about their their journey and their craft and everything mm -hmm. but then after we talked i was like well am i i can just talk to them you know i can just reach out on instagram hey can we do you want to have a chat or whatever yeah. i don't need a fucking podcast yeah, yeah. That's right. I was like, yeah, it's really helped me as well. The, the step you have taken now to kind of step back and think, okay, so why am I doing this? Am I doing this because it, it benefits me or my business? Or is it because some other maker or person that I want validation from says, oh, that's really cool. You know, or just give me a like on a picture. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah let, let's be honest too. Like, it's not like this has been bad for me. You know, I don't know. I've been able to network with such an amazing group of people uh, and it's been fantastic, but you know, there's a huge amount of work that goes into each show and mm. those people that are avid listeners, they've watched, they've <laughs> watched, they've also heard the evolution uh, of this show and how much work goes into it. You know, there's a lot of polish there that happens a lot of pre, you know, uh, work into understanding the guest and what to talk about and you know I always try to do something a little different and you know and that sort of thing and I think it's something that uh you know people can appreciate but once only once they've done it themselves you know yeah uh it it has been a great learning process too of like being able to let go of like what other people think with regards to how you talk, uh, how you present yourself and that sort of thing. Uh, and it's also been a great opportunity just to learn from other people. I mean, even some of the, the things that we did off air, like having chats with some really amazing people mm. off air and, you know, getting so much feedback from them about things, the way they think, the way they operate that sort of thing it's been amazing opportunities but like you said you can do that just by like dming them and like hey dude i love your stuff like have you got time for a chat because i would love to like see yeah. you know like talk to you about your work right you know yeah. and and then that can happen you've just got to uh, send the message i yeah. mean some of the big bigger names that i've had on you know they've been really hard to get on right you know there's a lot of emails a lot of things and there's a lot of emails that i sent out 
that I spent, you know, there were, you know, 10, 15 emails for certain particular guests that I was trying to approach, you know, and I nearly got them on the show and then they just dropped off. Yeah. You know, and they didn't come on the show. And, you know, going through that roller coaster journey of like, you know, thinking that you're going to have this amazing guest, you know, uh, mm. I, you know, I can drop some names uh, of amazing people that I could have had on, but that would just be stupid because <laughs> I never got them on. They never pulled yeah. the trigger, right? But you can Im- you can imagine the names that I approached, yes. you know, and a lot of the a lot of them, you know, I had great conversations over email on how to you know to get to the show to come on mm. the show, and you know, unfortunately they didn't end up working out. So, um, you know, it's a it's a bit of a journey there too. Like, you know, once a month seems like not very much, but when you're putting in, you know, fifteen to to 20 hours of work to get one guest on a on a podcast you know and have it edited and published you know it does add up pretty yeah yeah but it's it's um, i think it's important i think you also do that now is like you wouldn't be where you are now if you didn't do the podcast and i don't i don't mean in like popularity or anything like that i mean just motherfucker marius fuck you (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't for the podcast justin no but it's it's more like to, to make a comparison, like if you have had a relationship in your life, uh, past girlfriend or what it, whatever it was, and even if it was bad, you wouldn't be the person you are now if you didn't go through that in some way because you, you learn from it, right? Yeah, Same with the podcast. If you didn't do that and kind of exhaust yourself in, in this podcast, uh, you would maybe not be able to take that step back and see what is valuable to spend my time on, if you know it makes sense. Mm. I think it's because it's I also have done that in my past kind of been like oh why did I spend so much time on that I wasted like years of my life for something stupid but then I think it's it's uh, healthy to look at that as a learning experience in some way yeah it happened because it happened that way it couldn't have happened any other way <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah um well then guys I'll just finish up by going into the rapid fire five with Marius and uh, we will wrap this uh, last podcast up for a while. So here we go, Marius, the rapid fire five. What is something people get wrong about you? Um, I think maybe if you, if they don't know me at all, they just see me, they might think I'm like, I'm into, I'm into manly stuff, Justin, but I think, <laughs> I hunt seriously. No, but I think it's more like people think I'm a man's man, you know. But I'm a, I'm like I'm super. Like I cry so easy. I get super emotional. Uh, I'm uh, yeah. So I think that that could be one thing that people get wrong about me. You know, I have a beard. I have tattoos. You know, it's uh, you can get an impression of what kind of person I am. If I, maybe I look, maybe my resting bitch face looks a bit aggressive, you know. But I'm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm a fragile little boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's something you like doing that has nothing to do with making? I think, I mean, playing music, obviously. We don't make music. We only play covers. So I guess that's uh, that's one there. And also, I'm um, like from back when I was 12 or 13, um, a group and I uh, got together and played D&D. <laughs> yeah, and, and we still do. <laughs> just so a, yeah, <laughs> just another thing on your plate, man. It's D and D now. No, that's that, that's the, that's the same with uh, playing music. It's not. Like, it's mostly about uh, getting our like our group of friends together and just being together, doing our silly little thing, uh, more than actually like uh, nerding totally uh, out about the D and D. But it's it's a uh, it's a nice way of getting that uh, warm, nostalgic feeling and being together with friends. Um, and I, I to tell everybody, because my wife thought I did this when we met. I don't run around in the forest with a, uh, <laughs> with a sword and shield and <laughs> try to be something I'm not. We sit down. It's like a pen and paper game. So it's like playing a, a, a regular board game, basically. I think most people know who 
what, what Dungeons and Dragons is. So. At least now after Stranger Things, I guess. Yeah, and now there's a new D&D movie coming out soon too, right? Oh my God. What's the best piece of advice you've been given? Well, I have a really bad memory, uh, but I cannot think of like uh, I've had a sit down with anyone and they'd be like, listen here, here it comes. Remember this. But I think it's more of uh, my dad showed me a piece of advice. And uh, he uh, unfortunately passed away uh, some years ago, but he always did uh, what he wanted to do in a, in a good way, like work-related. He, if he had an idea, he was like, yeah, I'm going to try it out and I'm going to believe in it 100%. And he'd like, talk about getting a lot of shit for, for things he tried out, um, but he didn't, yeah, he didn't care. He tried it anyway. So that really inspired me, and especially after he died as well. That like you realize that you only you only live once. It sounds like a cliche, but it's uh, sometimes it it really hits you in the face. Like uh, you know, life is pretty short. You should just really in, try to enjoy what you're doing and not spend too much time on other people's thoughts and uh, and uh, yeah. So I think that's that's uh, that's a good that's uh, that's that's what sticks with me. Uh, I guess. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. What does happiness look like? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, um, well, I, I don't know what, if I could, I don't think anyone ever lives in like complete happiness. You can, I, I think it's more like, well, today from 12 to three o'clock, I was really happy. I was in my zone, you know, I just, uh, I really nailed it with this uh, new leather bag. Uh, you know, I felt like the the design came together, but then, Maybe uh, I had to do something else I didn't like after that, and uh, I wasn't happy anymore. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not. It's it's a hard answer, but it's basically for me happiness is when I'm together with my family without interrupt interruptions. We're just you know doing our thing together. Uh, like we did the other the other night, we went for a uh, late night swim together with both of our kids, just our family, uh, no friends. You know, really got to spend time together. And it was pretty cold. So that was also a kind of fun thing. You know, we all mm. jump in the water and it was just like, yeah, that's complete happiness. Or when I'm really in, in the zone in relates to my work and I really feel like I'm, yeah, have a good flow there. That's, um, that's the only thing I can think of right now. But it's, uh, well, now that I'm taking a break from producing this podcast, I thought I would change the last question to which podcast should people now tune into if they haven't already well other than your new podcast justin <laughs> yeah. which you told me to say when we started Fuck off. <laughs> now you should all tune into my podcast brunch or handwerk now you know lately i've been um watching i do a lot of like youtube podcasts and uh, two of the ones i really enjoy are bad friends with um Bobby Lee and uh, and uh, uh, Anthony Santino, two stand-up comedians. It's um, uh, you can't be too politically correct if you want to watch it, but it's really really fun. Uh, and you have uh, your mom's house podcast is also really really good with Tom Segura and his wife Christina Paczynski. Um, but um, yeah, and also listen to um, what is it called? Uh, uh, Business Made Simple. I think I've mentioned that to you as well. Uh, it's the author of Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller, uh, his podcast where they interview a bunch of uh, different guests from entrepreneurs to artists to authors. Uh, and it's all about their journey. I mean, it's, it's uh, similar to what you do, Justin. It's all about their journey and they kind of give a bunch of advice. And I've really... Yeah, I've had some good advice from that podcast, so um, I would try that out. Well, there you go, guys. Um, I'm going to leave it with that. Remember, ambitions can be big, but be sure to check those ambitions and where they come from. If you're doing things just to impress or seek approval from others, be sure to believe in yourself and that you are good enough. I hope you guys have got an immense amount of value from this episode and all the episodes before it and been inspired to 
balance your ambitions and go make your ideas a reality. Thank you all so much for listening, guys. I love you guys. Thank you. Until next time, keep pushing yourself. Keep ballsing up things. Keep learning. Get inspired. And I will catch you on the flip side. Hear, hear. <laughs>